Hey, Carrie, are you recording? I am recording. Barry, are you recording? I'm recording. So proud of us. <laughs> you know, this is my third podcast this week. So that's good. That's something. That's that's exciting. Who else have you been podcasting with? The entire group. I podcasted <laughs> with. Well, do you remember the one Wait, that? Is this like a hat trick? It have is. you podcasted with all of us this week? I have. Do you remember uh, uh, the podcast that got released on Tuesday? Yes, I do. Recorded that Sunday. That was funny. Then I recorded with um, uh, Meat. I mean, you call him Josh, but I call him Meat on, on Monday. I was going to call him Yeshua, but yes. <laughs> at, at, at Newt's, which I just uploaded. At Newt's? Yeah, record. We brought the H6 and two mics and wow. ordered our lunch, and then got a 15 minute pod in. On, oh, that sounds like fun. On John Baptiste, and then now, obviously, recording with you. It's true. All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Barry, and I am Carrie, and you're listening to the Black Door Musical Trunk of Garbage. What was with the little giggle? You that, sounded like a radio personality. That was amazing. That uh, <laughs> means we're going to be talking about the wonderfully talented, but won't show it, Katy Perry. Wow. Coming out strong. Coming yeah. out harsh. I don't think it's harsh. I called her wonderfully talented, and I still believe that. That's true. You so hit both ends of the spectrum there. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Continue. So Carrie and I were having a chat the other day, mm-hmm. and she said, Katy Perry is my hero, and I'm pretty sure she's going to be sainted upon her death. And I said, Katy Perry is fine, and she's very, very talented. Her first album named after her, under Katy Perry, because we're very aware that she was she has an album out under the name of Katie Hudson. You were aware. You just became very aware of that, sir. I, I will just became you know. very aware we're of very that on aware. Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's new knowledge for Barry. Don't let him fool you. Look, my point is <laughs> that Katy Perry in 2008, seven, eight released Somewhere one there. of the boys. And that's a very inspired and fun album. It is pop, but, it's pop art. <laughs> Sorry. That's, I'm I'm a dad. Hey, <laughs> baby, it's cold outside. I'm really sad that I laughed at that because I wish <clears throat> there was just a moment of dead silence. Karsten, if you want to edit just a moment of dead silence in after that, I would really appreciate it because that's, uh, that's what my soul wanted to do. But you laughed at it. I was preemptively laughing at the dead silence that I was hearing in my head. <laughs> And uh, Carrie, much like her um, defense of Weezer, said no. Everything in Katy Perry's grand catalog is a is a work of art, and and that destined I do not for agree the with, rock and sir. roll. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> but she said not everything. That, but that she said this: one of the boys is great, and also Pinkerton. <laughs> Pinkerton is great. It's not Blue Album. <laughs> All um, right. No, one of the boys is great. It's just that Teenage Dream is a thousand times, not a thousand, is 50 times better than it. Uh, you, t- teenage Dream is 
where she sold her soul and you can hear it on on mic there's nothing she sings and it's a vacuous of a succubus just reverberating throughout the uh studio there's nothing there issues with sound when you listen to things like oh because it's your ears because it's an aural thing it's you listen with your ears it's a sound and everything on the album is there it's not just the words it's not just the voice it's the whole production and past giving up all freedom or choice uh that she had when she made one of the boys because she was probably not popular enough to to really warrant one of the great producers or people to work with her she had her own sound and it was great it was something unique she's got unique sounds on all those tracks and then she sells her soul to Satan and begins just cashing it in. Okay, and first of all, I'm going to need you to watch the documentary part of me. Um, and just everyone who is listening to this needs to watch the documentary part of me. I know. I know what you're thinking. and I know you're like, I don't want to watch a Katy Perry documentary. What is this? But I am telling you, that thing is awesome. It's so good and very inspirational. How long is it? Like, it is wonderful. Because uh, my mom, <laughs> listen, my mom told me that I should listen to this YouTube video where the my t- pillow guy is talking about something, and I really don't want to watch oh, that. So, Lord. well, don't watch that shit. Watch this instead. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half. It's not. It's like it's not like a Ken Burns saga. It's a sol- It's a movie. You know. Okay. But it documents her recording Teenage Dream and, uh, well, her whole career and then, like, her Teenage Dream tour is kind of the, like... Culmination. Yeah, yeah. Like, they intersperse, like, the tour video in between. So she made the... It's up to to Teenage Dream. So she made the documentary on the meaning of her life when she was 24. It's not the meaning of her life. It's the (laughs) meaning of her life to that point sir and it's incredible because it documents like like how well the album is doing and how great she is doing professionally and how horrible she is doing personally and how her marriage is ending and everything and it's amazing to watch and it's a beautiful story so first of all i just need you to watch that second of all in that documentary but hold on talk about how okay fine go ahead you just said how great she's doing professionally, but how her mm-hmm. personal life is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you can hear it in the music. Say more about that, Barry. Okay, well, here's the thing. Have you heard about <laughs> the Nashville sound? Yes. So there's a podcast called uh, Cocaine and Rhinestones. And mm-hmm. it's one of the, it's turned out to be one of my favorites, even though I'm not a real big country guy, but it's going about all the country stuff. Well, back in the 50s, 60s, they came up with this thing called Nashville Sound. And it's not like a thing that was designed, but it came about by producers finding what was selling and reproducing that almost every time in the same space. It was to the point where the original studio that was created that was used in it was rented by everybody and eventually sold to a major label because mm-hmm. they wanted to record everything in that room because it had a certain sound and all the uh all the they use almost all the same instrumentation on all that track so basically uh you would bring in much like the uh oh i forget who you know they did the same thing kind of in the late 60s or in the early 60s and 
through the seventies with in LA with, with the early pop there where Mm -hmm. it's a same, the wrecking crew, that's a documentary for you, uh, where the same studio and, uh, musicians are playing on all these albums and then they bring in the singers. And so all these pop albums have the same sound. Mm -hmm. Katy Perry's, uh, one of the boys has a unique sound and a unique soul and everything Mm -hmm. else she's made sounds like everything else that's made. That's what I'm saying. And she got a taste of, of success said, what do I do to get more success? And they said, we have a formula for that. This shit will sell. You'll be a millionaire. And uh, she's doing it really good. I'm not saying she's dumb. I'm not saying you shouldn't make money. I'm saying she's making music that will sell. And that's all she cares about. If she cared about the music, it would sound different. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You are allowed to have an opinion, but it is wrong. <laughs> you are allowed to have a Stop wrong opinion. Stop talking about fine, with my Mary. wife. You can I mean, just, you that's can what I get here all the time. And be wrong about it. And that's fine. You can do that. Um, but what I will come to you with is the fact that, okay, Katy Perry starts out her career as like a gospel Christian singer, Catherine Hudson. Is she gospel? Yeah, man. Right. Her parents are pastors. I know that, but not Evangelical every evangelical minister. Uh, not every. We're not excited not, about I kissed a girl. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying, there's gospel singers and then there's Christian singers, and they're okay. Well, yeah, she was in a like gospel slash Christian label. I don't know. I haven't heard the album. Okay, that was so my that was my I point there. Speak I to that. Okay, I understand she enough. was a religious Christian artist. I just don't know if she was gospel. Right. Because that shit I'd listen to. So, <laughs> so she goes out to Hollywood and she's trying to make it as, as a singer, as, as a, pop a teenage star. dream with like right. her with as a teenage, she goes out there with her teenage dream and like, she's Katy Perry. She's quirky and like strange and like has that charisma of like someone who's going to make it in Hollywood. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Like she's you know, the new she Madonna. Has, she has the energy precisely. So. She gets signed to a label and they, um, story, the story goes, she gets signed to a label Mm -hmm. and they have a bunch of other pop stars on it. it, Is it Def Jam? That they can't support all of them. Mm -hmm. And rather than cultivate a new career in Katy Perry, they just like back up everyone. Like they just give support to everyone else and kind of keep Katy Perry like in a file drawer. And, um, she gets like, like. She was in a band for a while. She was like trying to do different stuff, but they like just never let Katie be Katie, essentially. Like they tried putting her in like a grunge band, which is not going to work. Anyway, so <clears throat> then one of the executives leaves the label and like steals Katy Perry's files and says, You're going with me to this new label. And she did. And that's where she made one of the boys, I believe. Um, so. But the thing is, or but like this executive said, um, I just remember Katie being like, or I just remember being in meetings where they're like, we want you to be the next like Britney Spears. We want you to be the next. And they kept naming pop stars. And she and like Katie said, I don't want to be the next one of those. I want to be the first Katy Perry. And so I think that um, definitely what like stuck with her with one of the boys. Like, I think she was very much like. I'm going to be myself and like, I don't want to sound exactly like what's out there. And she hit commercial success. Like she had, 
I Kissed a Girl. She had Waking Up in Vegas. She had whatever else one is on there. Whatever else is on that album. (laughs) And then we get to Teenage Dream. And I understand that like it's more commercially. It's got more money behind it, which means there's more people involved in it. It's, you know, like there's more pressure on her, I'm sure. And there's more to more of the record label being like, you need to sound like this in order to make this a success because we're putting a bunch of money behind you. And now you need to make money. Totally get that. But I will argue that Teenage Dream still has a lot of her in it. Like you still hear her like lyrics. And I think I think looking at the music, it still is a little different than what you hear other places. Um, And you can tell what she's going through emotionally. I would argue the album after that was not great. And until she got to this latest one, like she lost that connection. You mean her in the music? I li- yes, I like Smile. Okay. Well, I listened to... Okay, I'll stop yelling. No. <laughs> that was a lot. Jeez. Le- I know. Leave something on the table. <laughs> uh, you, so, you're the one that wanted to talk about Katy Perry with no, me. No, I said, hey, you know what? We haven't had a, an argument in a while, Katy Perry. I'll argue about that. Um, <laughs> so, I, I don't buy a lot of new music. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, usually music's got to be 50 years old before I'll even pick it up, you know, right? not, a, not that long, but I usually know I want to watch or listen to music before I buy it. Nowadays, it's a little different with streaming, but I, now I'm buying LPs. So it's still kind of like that teenage, uh, not teenage dream. Sorry. Um, uh, one of the boys. We bought because we went on vacation in Ireland in 2008 and was all over the radio. Uh, I kissed a girl and actually a lot of the lower tracks, not just, you know, cause like you come back here and it's like all, I kissed a girl and, and hardly anything else. Cause there's like hot and cold and, uh, oh, hot and cold. That was the one I was trying to think of. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're so gay, which is way not PC today. <laughs> Yeah, that's not good. No, I. That's the inf- first Katy Perry song I heard, and I was like, I don't think I'm into her. And then, yeah, I heard Hot and Cold. Um, and then, so I bought that album, and my wife and I would listen to it on road trips and stuff, and we loved it. And so, Teenage Dream came out, and I was like, just like random trip to Target. Hey, yeah, another Katy Perry album. Buy without buy without knowing even what's on it. And popped it in, road trip, listened to it like three times over, you know, three days. And we're like, shelve it. That is not, that's not our Katy Perry. And that was my wife and I both. We were just like, no. And, you know, it was really, it was really kind of a great time for kind of power women albums because pink came out with a big album in 08 as well um i forget the one she's on the the carousel horse uh which one is that yeah uh, fun something yeah fun house is that Uh, is that an album (laughs) yeah it is in fact i i bought that one too um uh right after a trip to ireland because that album was all over the the radio and we love that whole album too. And that's one of those things where like, you know, you get these uh, albums that are so great that you start buying artists without listening to it. And it's like uh, Pink's next album was still pretty good. And then, you know, the, the, the second follow up to that or the 
I know it's not her like her first album, so but I was just kind of like, you know, it's like she kind of really hit a high there. And it seems like it's I don't know, it's a ebb and flow. And obviously, you know, they're in the music industry. It's an industry and mm-hmm. they're trying <laughs> to be a good artist and they're trying to make money. And not only for themselves, but they have a large organization now. You know, I'm I'm sure that Katy Perry is personally responsible for hiring a lot of people, a lot of people she cares about. And they want to do great mm-hmm. things. And Katy Perry has a billion fans. I mean, mm-hmm. I called her like the modern day Madonna, and then that's not too far off. Now, Madonna was very kind of, I wouldn't say... I want to say counterculture, but not, I mean, she really was like, she's really like, let's, let's piss the olds off, you know, and Mm -hmm. did that. And she was like, she came on MTV and they said, well, what's next for you? And she said, literally said, I'm going to take over the world. And she meant it. And she did. She made a huge thing. Uh, I think some of Madonna stuff is good. And some of it is just, yeah, she's really trying to get more cash. Uh, But the same thing, uh, Katy Perry has like the most Twitter followers in the world. I believe she's got um, more people watching her videos on YouTube than anybody else. So she, you know, could be called today's Madonna. She is certainly a huge uh, industrial success mm-hmm. and that's not wrong. But I think when you churn out hits, hits and hits, you, you can't do that and always have the sound that is coming from your soul. It's it, you know, you, you follow a, you follow that, that, uh, Nashville sound and you sell a bunch of albums and you get a bunch of money and that's what she's doing. And I just don't think she's got the same soul. I just don't feel the same warmth. And I listened to her whole catalog today backwards, uh, from smile to, uh, uh, one of the boys. No, I didn't listen to the Christian. Uh, but I could just hear it, and it was like thin, you know, compressed dance pop stuff. That's you know what fun to listen to in a bar, sure, whatever. But it, and the other thing is, she repeats like the last three albums she did. It's like the themes of all the songs are exactly the same. Every it's like she's just and I get it. A lot of artists, you know, they don't write their stuff. But, you know, Katy Perry's got writing credit on all her music, even though we know she doesn't write all her music. In fact, there was a a, a young artist from Norway who just said, like, yeah, you know, I had this top hit in Norway and no one else knew about it. And Katy Perry told me I'd get credit for it. And so she's got writing credit on it, but they basically took it right over, re-recorded it, but Katy Perry put writing credit on it. And it's like, it, no, you totally took that and made it granted sing other people's songs, but don't take writing credit just for adding a comma, you know? So Mm. I, I'm sorry. I just think she's lost her, uh, emotional uh, center that I loved Mm -hmm. in one of the boys. See, to me, I I can see that point. Um, but to me, it doesn't happen with Teenage Dream. It happens with the album after that. It helps them, happens with Prism. Like, Prism is the one I feel like where she... 
I feel like there's a thing where um, artists like ten they write an album. No one knows them. They're figuring out their life. They have they have like not to be this person, but they have like real life problems, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they you know they're figuring stuff out, and they and that's what they're writing about, and they're connecting emotionally with people that buy their music because they're like, hey, I'm going through the same shit as you are, and um. And, and there's like that emotion in it. And I think, I, and I still see that in Teenage Dream with um, like w- <laughs> with Firework and the one that got away and a bunch of like. Peacock. I see her, and for sure Peacock. Um, I see her in that album like having fun and also like still writing about things that people are relating to and still writing about like hurt and loss and then like regaining strength and all of those things in pr- I feel like starting in prism, she starts to like lose that a little bit. And suddenly Mm -hmm. it's like, I only have quote unquote rich people problems (laughs) or like I, you know, like the things that she's writing about, I don't think are as relatable or like, I don't, I agree with your point. Like, I feel like she's not in it anymore. Really? It's, I need to make a hit. I need to make an album. Um, I do think in this last album, Smile, I felt like she kind of came back into it. Like, I feel like with some of the songs, it's I feel like she was reckoning with the fact of like, oh, I am like I have lost myself and my fans are noticing. And like, I need to remember who I am and like in the hard times, get back up again. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so I feel like she kind of like for me, Smile was Smile was like. Okay, we're we're back to the Katie that I like. So I agree that like she gets lost. I just don't think it's on Teenage Dream. I think it's the well, album the other after. Thing, you know, I mean, I've always been in our group one who's been more critical of heavily compressed and more produ- uh, more produced sound of mm-hmm. especially their voices because you can sing with a lot of different instrumentation and sounds behind you but i feel like it's really the processing on the vocal track that rips out the soul of it because like i'm a person who likes garbage you know i love that um you know uh industrial heavy Mm -hmm. really heavily uh you know produced sound but then you have these vocals over the top that are like just cutting through with like so much emotion that you can, you can just feel her language. And I mean, garbage is still one that I will buy every album. God, I can't believe that I don't have any garbage on LP. Hmm. Carrie, wow. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to order some garbage. You need LPs. to remedy that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to start out with version 2.0. I think that's my favorite garbage album. Ooh, anyway. Nice. Um, and that's what I really and I, I understand kind of what you're saying, because I think the the writing is there. We're not going to talk about the writing because we've agreed to not talk about the writing because Karsten wants to talk about the writing on this and other albums in a separate podcast. Well, yeah, but that, yeah, I think she gets away from her very quirky, interesting self. I you, ha, you to some degree, I think you have a point with Teenage Dream. At the same time, uh, you can tell on the credits that she goes from a very small team to a very large team on Teenage Dream. Mm -hmm. And I really think you can't make art by committee. And I think that's 
it went to that and they started doing more vocal processing to make her cut through on the mix and uh, we know that there is a sound noise race everything is compressed to the nth degree so everything is louder and I could tell listening to my iPhone playing through my stereo uh, like a good song with with good dynamics you can turn down and still hear the music you turn down a compressed song and it all goes down and you, then you can't even hear the words you know mm-hmm. and it's and the music is so overproduced and I think that's part of what she needs to be paying attention to as an artist not just the words not just her voice and it really seems like she's just taking everybody's advice and look is there advice paying off hell yeah she is a huge and my complaints about Katy Perry are not gonna change a damn thing I'm just pissing into the wind here but you uh you gotta you gotta oh, yeah, like I- a brilliant songwriter who really can can take you through a range of emotions from funny to kind of sad to just and then it just turns into gray fuzz just uh, uh just you know it's like uh just chaos on the on the radio i just i just it just bugs me that i liked her so much and now that i i really don't like listening to her and maybe i should give smile another couple of listens but i think we're kind of more listening to because smile just came out and we're more thinking of prism and and those and i i basically said yeah her first one's good and teenage dream which i bought which i listened to with my wife and we're like nope so but i mean you listened to the first one in ireland so like what you needed to do is buy teenage dream fly to ireland that you know that's listen to it there take in the atmosphere and then it's just a random trip to target (laughs) yeah have you been to ireland I have not, but I would like every to. everything. So I think we need to take a podcast trip to Ireland. Oh, if shit. only we could get a sponsor to to pay for this. Right. If there's <laughs> any sponsors out there. Okay. So now I have prepared Carrie oh, for something I wanted to mention. Okay. Now, and I don't watch this show, but I was searching for Katy Perry stuff. So. Oh Lord, here it goes. <laughs> And I found this thing. Baby, where, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> mm. I found this thing where, which show is she on? She's on American Idol. American Idol. Mm-hmm. This uh, lovely young man called Arthur Gunn was covering, what band was it? I don't remember. Coldplay. Um, Coldplay. Maybe. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. And so <laughs> he was covering Coldplay. Was it Bob Dylan? No. And okay. he changed the changed the song. And then he got, who was the guy? Chris Martin? Chris Martin is the lead singer of Coldplay. Right. And he said, wow, that's really bold. And like, you know what? I, I dig it because you're making this song your, your own. And he was behind it. And then. Chris Martin said this? Chris Martin said, you didn't see that part? There's a, there's no. a, there's a video where he's, he's practicing with Chris Martin and having a conversation. Oh, well, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. And so Chris Martin was like, <laughs> yeah, that's. You know what? I was thrown off because I always thought the this part of the song was the best, but you decided to change this part of the song. And you know what? You're making it your own. And that's art. And that's awesome. I'm I'm behind it. He goes out and plays and was it Huey Lewis? Not Huey Lewis. It's the black guy. Huey Lewis is not black. Uh, <laughs> um 
Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. And right? yeah. Lionel Richie was like, this is awesome. You changed the song and it's still great. And then the country guy, whoever his name is, uh, he's it's like, yeah. That everyone has a crush on Luke. Brian? Sure, that Brian. sounds right. I don't know. And then he's like, yeah, man, you were you were really jamming. And then Katy Perry is like, I remember when I was an artist. But you know what? There are times when you just have to go with the flow. So I'm going to vote against you because I don't like art anymore. I like money. I like dollar bills. Get the fuck off my stage. And, and then the lights went dark and somebody shot him. They shot Arthur Gunn on stage. Oh. Okay, that didn't happen. But okay, let's not start some false, some but fake. Katy Perry here. basically Pal. said, "Katy Perry said, you changed the song. I can't believe you did that. You just need to go with the flow." And I'm like, "That's fucking creating art, Katy Perry. How dare you shit on his art?" Okay, here I have. Here's what I will say. I understand where you're coming from, and I get it. I think what I heard Katy Perry say is. I was excited to sing with you, but I couldn't because I didn't know the melody anymore because you changed it. And she said, and she also said at the beginning, like, these are lovely comments and I agree with them. And then she also made this point. And I would just like to say that on a show like American Idol, where you are trying to get the audience on board with you, sometimes maybe it is best to play the game and sing the song as it was so that they get excited and want to sing with you. This is all I'm saying. I understand, but it's American Idol. They're not exactly looking for artists. And I think once you like you play the game of American Idol and you do that and then once you're, you know, win it or whatever, you have the contract, then you can let your like who you are as an artist really out. I think people have done great jobs doing covers in their own style, but I think that was her critique was like we Like, we want to be able to sing with you. We want to be with you in this. And when you change it so much, like, it's beautiful and there's, you know, it's different artistry, but you might not have the audience behind you because they want to hear what they've heard before. We all just want to hear what we've heard before. That's right. And Katy Perry wants you to hear what you've heard before, too. So if you want to hear more (laughs) of what Katy Perry has to say, buy her new album, Smile, on sale today at any Target. Uh, Okay. Probably on vinyl, too. You know what? I have it on vinyl. (laughs) smile yeah do you yeah it's blue (laughs) i can't believe it's a great it's great that's great i have i have teenage dream as well do you have do you have one of the boys no jesus her best album you don't have on vinyl it is not her best album but um I was gonna, I would pick. I was gonna pick it up one day, and then I think I prioritized something else over it. Now I just haven't seen it for a while. Yeah, on LP. You need the Cobb salad. Yeah. Well, if you ask me, I will always give Katy Perry another chance. I just don't think she's done as good as she has done as on one of the boys. So that's mine, and also. She hates art and wants to kill Arthur Gunn. Okay, in rebuttal to that, um, I would say that Katy Perry is an artist who has emotionally connected with her fans, who has, um, who also has the pressures of an industry that is telling her what to do and in some cases probably can't go against that. And I think she has recognized where she has strayed from who she is and is now ready to reconcile with that. So go okay. listen to Smile. <laughs> well, I, I'll also say this. I, I understand that she struggles with the industry, 
but like she has so many songs about trying though them trying to crush her it's like you are a multimillionaire and i don't need to hear that so right yes i don't yes anyway we don't know who the them is is was was gonna be my point i'm sure it's you know the big people wearing suits in la driving s classes you know those fuckers <laughs> they're gonna hear her roar but Katy perry i still love you i still listen to your music quite a bit just not recent albums anyway we will hang out anytime for uh this is an open invitation for Katy perry to join us on the black door <laughs> music argument and for all <laughs> Katy perry's fans this is just for fun don't cancel <laughs> us we love you all um and uh I kissed a girl and I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I did. It was my wife on a birthday yesterday. Anyway. Nice. For uh, Black Door Dumpster Fire, I've been Barry. I have been Carrie. Bye. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.